0: So in today's episode, I'm going to help you categorize each player at the table, then I'll give you some exploits to use against the four most common player types. Welcome to Smart Poker Study. I'm your host, Sky Matsuhashi, and I appreciate you spending a little bit of your study time with me. Maybe you're at home in front of the desk, uh, in your car on the way to work, during your lunch break, whatever you might be doing. Thank you so much for tuning in. If it's your first time here, of course, welcome. I appreciate it. And if you're a long-time listener, I appreciate you checking back in. So... If you enjoy this episode and you learn something that you can take to the felt or take to your uh, off the felt studies, please share it with a friend. All you got to do is send them to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash player types. And I recommend that you go there for yourself because uh, in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the four most common player types and give you some exploits against their basic characteristics. Um... But I'm going to give you two characteristics and exploits for each player type. However, in the show notes page, there is that uh, seven characteristics and exploits PDF. So I'm giving you two for each in this podcast. If you download that PDF, you're going to get seven for each player. So it's a very valuable bonus. Make sure, once again, you go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash player types. Okay, no more dilly dally. Let's get to it. Gambate! Hell yeah! Let's do this! I want to start you off with a little quote from Ed Miller in his book called The Course. Here's what he said. The money available to a player winning long term comes from other players' willingness to put money into the pot with bad hands that a perfect player would not play. Now, let's let that sink in a little bit. Uh, It is just such a simple yet a profound statement, and I'm going to read it to you once again. The money available to a player winning long term comes from other players willingness to put money into the pot with bad hands that a perfect player would not play. And that, this is exactly why we must understand player types and why we must categorize, assign each of our opponents to one of these types when we're sitting at the table. When you're profiling your opponents, you're basically looking for weaknesses. When you see those weaknesses, you know exactly how to play against them to earn extra chips, either v- via value or from bluffing. You can also selectively target the weakest players who are most likely to give you their chips. Now, another simple, yet profound thing that Ed Miller said was attack weakness avoid strength. And he's 100% right about that, right? You're looking to play more hands versus the weakest players, and you kind of avoid tough spots versus strong players. And the reason why is because battling good players can just kill your profits. We're all playing this game, at least in part to make some money. Sure, we're having fun, we're exercising our mind, we are challenging other players, but ultimately we do want to make money. Now, Since it's easier to make money versus the weakest players, that's who you must go after. The key to going after them is to understand and spot each of the weak players around your table. That means that you have to, of course you're paying attention while you're playing hands, of course, right? But you must also become an active observer when you're not involved in a hand. So, if a player just open-raised from the hijack, and maybe it's the first hand they've played in three orbits... Hey, he's likely a tight player, and they only play the best hands. If another player makes her fourth limp in a row, she's likely a fish. And if a totally different player, maybe they three bet. Then they triple barreled through the streets with jack eight suited after they flopped a top pair hand. Wow, you've absolutely found a loose aggressive player here. But you only picked up on this. You were only able to categorize these players because you're paying attention to the action. You're not on your phone. You're not watching ESPN, um, uh, the Michael Jordan series, whatever you've got going on right now, right? You are folding your hand, but then you're watching how everybody else plays their hands. And you're especially paying attention to those showdowns, right? So before I give you some exploits to use against the player types. Let's talk about how you classify the more the four most common player types. First off, the four player types are loose passive, loose aggressive, tight passive, and then tight aggressive. Now you basically heard me just repeat four different words in different combinations. Those words were tight, loose, passive, and aggressive. So I want to break those down for you right now. First is tight versus loose. Now, a tight player plays very few hands. Their VPIP, if you're an online player, it's probably less than 20%. Now, a loose player, they play a lot of hands. Their VPIP is higher than 20%. Now, I chose 20%. It's just a cutoff percentage. The higher somebody is, or... Yeah, the higher somebody is over twenty percent, like an ultra loose player, they might be a VPIP of seventy-five or ninety-five percent, right? And on the opposite spectrum, those ultra tight players they might be VIP pipping just five or ten percent of the time. But twenty percent is that cutoff percentage that differentiates tight versus loose. Now, the other two words were passive versus aggressive. So a passive player, they don't raise pre-flop all that often. Their PFR, or pre-flop raise, is probably less than 15%. But those aggressive players, they raise a heck of a lot, and it's somewhere over 15%. Now again, 15% is just a cutoff number differentiating the two. With those ultra-passive players, they might have a PFR of 1%. They only raise 1% of the time. That might be like aces and kings only, right? Right. But those mega aggressive players, you'll often see them with a PFR at like 45% or even higher sometimes. Now, I'm going to get to the different player types right now, and I'm going to go through them one by one. And for each one, I'm going to give you a brief description, the common VPIP and PFR stats to look out for, like a few examples there. I'll give you the color coding that I use to help me spot these players more quickly. And I'll give you two tendencies and two exploits to use against each of them. But once again, don't forget to visit the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash player types to get that special PDF with seven characteristics and exploits for each. And one final thing, you know that I believe that action is the greatest teacher and you're listening to this podcast right now, but I hope that you are going to do as you consume. So at a minimum, I hope you're taking notes as you're listening, you know, doing as you're consuming, but here's a more impactful recommendation for you. Uh, if you're at your computer right now, open up poker tracker four and open up a few hands from yesterday, maybe three different tables, uh, that, that you played yesterday. Now, as I go through the four player types here, look for each of these players at your tables. And if you find any players that you don't have a color code assigned to them, go ahead and put one in place. And that's just going to help it or help make it easier for you to classify them. And if you're not really sure based on VPIP or PFR, um, uh, like, like their numbers are kind of like in the middle and you don't really know where to classify them. Go ahead and take a look at some of their other statistics like three bet or fold to steel or C bet or fold to C bet and then just assign them one of the colors, right? All of your opponents should be color-coded and classified by the time you get to 30 hands on them. And then don't worry, like if you color-code them green for a loose passive player, but they turn out to be a loose aggressive player and they just start raising a whole lot more as time goes on, great, switch that color code from green to orange, right? Piece of cake. All right, so let's start talking about the player types. The first is the loose passive player. Now, as a description, loose basically means they play a lot of hands. Passive means they prefer making checks and calls versus those bets and raises. Of course, these loose passive players, they love to see flops. They stay in way too long with weak hands and, of course, with all those weak draws. They are your number one targets at the table. We often call them fish or calling stations. And just a a little thing to watch out for, if they raise you or if they commit a lot of chips aggressively post-flop, you've got to watch out. There's a good chance these fish have the nuts. Now, some common VPIP and PFR stats, you'll see a 22 slash 6, maybe a 28 slash 5, or even a 45 slash 9. And if you need a little bit of help with understanding VPIP and PFR, if you go to the show notes page, I've got a special VPIP PFR video right there for you. Now, these fish, the calling stations, the loose passive players, I always color code them with a green color. I'll put it on their player box within the uh, poker software that I play on, the site that I play on, and I'll also color code my smart HUD to match. It just makes it stand out and make it more visible, right? Now, here's the first characteristic of the uh, calling stations or fish. They passively play very wide and very weak ranges, and they're not really positionally aware. So to exploit this, you're going to play ranges that dominate theirs and you're going to isolate them. So when they limp into the pot and you have a strong hand, uh, you're going to come over the top with a raise. If it's folded to you and they're in the blinds, you're going to raise big enough to get everyone else to fold and just the fishiest of fish to call, right? You want to do this basically whenever it's positive EV, when you think your hand or your position or the situation gives you an advantage over them. The second characteristic is that they're generally losing players, This means you have to target them and play as many hands as possible in positive EV or profitable situations. All right, the next player type are the loose aggressive ones. These are the guys that often give you headaches at the tables. We call them lags or donks or maniacs. Now, loose aggressive means, of course, loose, they play a lot of hands. Aggressive, so they prefer bets and raises when they enter the pot or or post-flop as well. Now, these players can be high variance losers and variance means because they're committing so many chips with a wide range of hands they can be up big time some uh, on some tables or on some sessions but then they can lose a ton of chips on other ones right so their results are constantly in flux going up and down big time now these players also use the power of position yet they might not really be that positionally aware you'll see some players play the exact same range from under the gun as they do in the mp as they do on the button and lastly, they're often capable of spewing chips in bad bluffing spots. Now some common VPIP and PFR stats, you'll see lags at 2418, 36/24 or even 5535. And I color code these players with an orange color. Now, characteristic number 1, there's just too much aggression that they put out there with weak ranges they make open raises they make isolation raises and they call just way too much pre-flop with weak hands so to exploit this play with hands at the top of their range and strive for in position play right when you have position it's harder for them to use aggression against you the second characteristic is that they constantly apply pressure to exploit this Always gauge how well the board interacts with their range. So however they enter the pot, you've got to think about the hands or the types of hands that they're doing it with. When they show that aggression, you've got to sometimes be willing to call a little bit wider with like second pair, maybe even third pair when they can be bluffing with worse. Of course, if they're only betting better hands than your third pair, totally make the fold. But if you've seen them triple barrel bluff with ace high before and you have, you know, top pair weak kicker, second pair good kicker, uh, third pair top kicker as well, possibly you'll want to call them down occasionally when you really do suspect they're bluffing. All right, after the break, I'll hit you with the final two player types and I'll give you today's challenge. All right. Just a few shout outs today. Uh, first off, some people purchased Poker Tracker 4 through my affiliate link. They know I talk about it all the time. I use it when I coach my students. I use it for myself. That's how I use the smart HUD through Poker Tracker 4. This is the best poker tracking software available and it works for most, most sites. So I want to thank the Tunisian King, Dane Dice, Nathan Yamuder, Richard Chieson, and Rosemont Tony for purchasing through my link. They went to smartpokerstudy.com slash pokertracker4. They made the purchase, they sent me their purchase confirmation, and in thanks, I sent them a copy of my HUD. And of course, speaking of the HUD, well, Mark Fleming, Lois Thomas, Stephen Eck, Murray T, Massimo Gramegna, and Stephen Deisner. Oh, along with Ole Encroc, they all purchased that directly from me. This is a... Custom made HUD with the HUD itself and seven custom pop-ups that I created for Poker Tracker 4. So all these poker peeps already had the best software Poker Tracker 4, but they were missing the best HUD in the business. So they went to smartpokerstudy.com slash and they picked it up for themselves. And lastly, I want to thank Ram, Zeljko Arno, Drew Dumpert, and Triumph NK for purchasing the Poker Study Boot Camp. This is a 33 video. It really is a boot camp. Every single day, you watch a video and then you apply the study technique I teach you either on or off the felt uh, to your game, right? So you're actually doing as you're consuming, you're purposefully practicing, and you're turning yourself into a uh, an incredible poker studier, right? A poker study commando is what you are by this one. So if you want the poker study boot camp for yourself, smartpokerstudy.com slash poker study boot camp. All right, let's get back to the final two player types. Alright, so the next player type is the tight passive player. Uh, we often call these, uh, rocks or knits and they, because they're tight, they play mostly strong hands. And because they're passive, they do a lot of checking and calling instead of betting. But sometimes you'll find these knits or rocks to be kind of like, uh, tight, ultra tight, yet pretty aggressive, right? So you might see somebody who's like an 11 slash nine, uh, as kind of like a tight passive kind of aggressive player. But then you also see 11 slash two or seven slash three. I've even seen such tight players as five slash four before over like 200 hands, crazy, crazy nits right there. And these players, I color code them red, and the first characteristic is that they have that strong hand selection pre-flop, and they're positionally aware. Plus, they fold too often pre-flop, and they raise only strong hands, so you can steal from them quite often, and that's probably the number one exploit. Steal from them when they're in the blinds. And then, of course, because they have those strong ranges, just be careful before you call them. Know what you're getting into, because it's very likely they have like pocket 10s or better and some of the best aces in the game characteristic number two is that they don't fold off into three bets and when they three bet wow it's a top top hand sometimes just kings or aces or uh maybe the queens are thrown in there occasionally right to exploit this you want a three bet and four bet with the best hands to get value from their tight range so basically you're only three betting against these nits with pocket aces and kings that's about it consider calling with queens and ace king All right, now we're up for the final or up to the final player type, the tight aggressive players. Now, these are often called tags or ABC players or regs even. They mostly play strong hands, hence the tight, and they're aggressive, right? They prefer bets and raises. They can often be winning regular players. They multi-table quite often, but some good things, they're quick to fold in most marginal spots post-flop, and when they're out of position, they do a lot of folding as well. And I color-code these players yellow, and uh, for VPIP and PFR, you'll often see like 12 slash 10 or 18 slash 13. Now, a first characteristic here. They play multiple tables, right? So they're pretty selective with their hand choices. They're also patient, and they often just choose the best starting hand. So it's a small and it's a value-intensive range. So to exploit this, you want to play strong hands against them. But also, some of those speculative hands, like small and medium pocket pairs, suited aces, suited connectors, suited gappers, those can crack their big, strong hands. The second characteristic is that they're quick to fold weaker pairs and draws because they see very little value in these kinds of hands. So to exploit this, bet and raise to earn some post-flop pots, and make sure your size hits their pain threshold. They're so used to facing half-pot bets, they call those way too often. You've got to go two-thirds pot or more. CHALLENGE Here's my challenge to you for this episode. While you're playing your very next session, set a timer to go off every 10 minutes, and when that timer goes off, Pick a table and think about each player there and describe all you know about them. You know, shout out their player type, their weaknesses, how you can exploit them. By doing this, it's going to train you to profile your opponents, and it's a great way to test that you're actually paying attention. And I highly recommend that you print and keep handy that uh, gift PDF uh, that you're going to find in today's show notes page. Now it's your turn to take action and scooby doo Do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go write a book. All righty, poker peeps. Your learning is not complete until you go to the show notes page, smartpokerstudy.com slash player types. Go there for yourself to pick up that seven characteristics and exploits PDF. And, of course, send your friends there, too, so they can learn about the podcast. If you're down with taking action and you totally are happy working to improve your skills, you must become a member of thepokerforge.com. Every video that I give you teaches you some kind of strategy, whether it's on the felt or off the felt, pre-flop, post-flop, whatever it might be, but I also give you action steps to force you to take action, to do as you consume and improve your skills. So once again, become a member of thepokerforge.com. Now, my other podcast, it's called Daily Poker Tips. That's available wherever you listen to podcasts. And to subscribe, just go to smartpokerstudy.com slash dailypokertips. Until next time, take action on and off the felt to become the player you want to be.